Hi, this is Ashley and Megan, and we are the Mito Podcast. Um, today, we are going to talk about quarantine and how things are the same for a lot of our Mito families, how they are different, and what we might expect for the future. So to start, uh, I guess we should just go over how things, how our life hasn't changed. Yes. <laughs> um, so a lot of Mito families, um, and I, I know we've said this in previous podcasts, but when you first, you, when you get your diagnosis, um, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle, um, not just the diagnosis, but the realization of quarantine. Um, you have to be very careful on where um, where you go. You can't go to too many um, public locations that are closed in, like uh, libraries or um, restaurants. Um, you, you try to attend to places that are open, um, that are outside, where you're not closed in, um, and you become very equipped with uh, cleaning uh, like Lysol or um, a spray that you can put on anything that, that touches a lot of hand sanitizer, soaps, all of that kind of stuff. Um, Megan, how, how are things, like what, what is the same for you? Well, yeah, I think exactly what you said. We're so used to when it comes to the flu season and, you know, um, for us, you know, it can be November when the flu season comes a little later or it can be as early as October. Um, we stop taking Troy into restaurants, which even usually when we do, unless it's too cold, we sit out on a patio. Um, but we stopped going to, like you said, all the indoor places and we primarily go and try to do things outdoor where there aren't um, a lot of other people. So that kind of lifestyle is pretty much the same, constantly, you know, having wet ones and, you know, making sure that um, my husband is a teacher, making sure that when he comes home, he completely changes, we leave the shoes outside, you know just all the precautions that you would take to not get the flu because it can be, you know, it can be um, something that puts your mito child in the hospital or actually unfortunately survive from having the flu. So that is all very much the same. Um, we're doing the same things that we did, but this is definitely on a whole different level. It's, yeah. Right. Um, so, well, with Angie, one I, one thing that uh, we also did because she was so young, um, I carried her everywhere. So I made a label that I pinned onto our carrier or to her back uh -huh. that said, "Hey, I'm medically medically fragile. Please don't touch me. Please don't come coo at me. Please don't kiss me or hug me." Um, obviously it was, it was much shorter than that, but it was a little poem. <laughs> it was the whole paragraph that everybody had to read. Yeah, <laughs> here, read this instructional manual before you come near my child. Um, but I think, I think in that sense, I think uh, a lot of parents can relate because when you have a newborn, um, people are always up in your, your baby's face. You're like, no, get away from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're fragile at that state and that just never changes for Mito kids. 
they stay in that fragile state. Um, and we also, we also would put, and I did put a sign outside our front door when they came over. It was just a, a kind reminder to them that things are different in our household than what you might be normally used to. Um, the, the sign that I put up also said, there's a medically fragile child living here. Um, when you enter, please wash your hands, sanitize. And of course, depending on, on, on what time of the year it was, we either ask them to leave their shoes or they can keep them on. Um, we have animals, so most of the time I let people keep their shoes on because I was really embarrassed by all the that maybe it would get stuck to their socks. <laughs> um, but we just made sure that everything was clean. And, and it gets really hard to remind people to wash their hands um, or to use hand sanitizer. And it, it was the sign kind of helped um, take, take that uncomfortableness away. Um, so, and I still did have to remind certain people, but, but it wasn't as bad. It definitely took like a lot of stress off my shoulders. I knew when people walked into our house that was it that was our rule <laughs> if you don't want to wash your hands don't come over <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, Troy's teachers that come in or his physical therapists or anything like that like you know it's we don't have a sign which that is an awesome idea we just never really thought of that but you know it's a constant thing oh wash your hands wash your hands and a lot of them would remember but sometimes you know they would forget and it does it feels so strange to say you know oh i need you to wash your hands but they were everybody usually is always so receptive to oh yeah you know so even though you feel bad reminding them usually people right. are pretty receptive because they do not want to get your child sick <laughs> right right and i think uh, for other families i mean i think for both of us we've had pretty respectful people come around but i know there's a lot of families who who struggle with that and who struggle with having to tell like the grandparents or, or cousins or aunts and uncles to remind them to wash and they get a lot of um, fight back mm -hmm. um, because you think, Oh, I'm clean or I already washed my yeah. hands. Or, That's great. But do it again. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just never know. You never know what you, you touch that someone else could have touched. And, and that, kind of brings it into today how everyone is, is experiencing that type of quarantine, that type of life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that first, because it's been about a month and a half, a month to where everything's been going on, but, but a lot of people need to remember this doesn't go away for those Mito families. Mm -hmm. You are experiencing this for the first time. You're experiencing this type of life. And yes, there might be in the future, you might actually change some of the things that you do on, on a daily basis. Um, so, uh, so you are, you are getting a, a small taste of what having that mito diagnosis is when in relation to germs and, and catching a cold or, or a virus. Um, how do you think this is different like right now than, than normal? Um, well, <laughs> I think, you know, for us, you know, just time frame wise, um, we're coming into where we would definitely start easing up on just kind of our restrictive behaviors with Troy and being able to go to the beach and do, you know, different things that we don't necessarily get to do um, for the flu season. Um, 
we never really take him into grocery stores. I mean, every once in a while in the summer, um, which he gets super excited, which is funny. <laughs> um, but just, you know, the activities that we look forward to, um, we're just, we're definitely on lockdown from all of that. Um, obviously, we're in California and they just opened up the beaches. Um, and of course, everyone's seen all the pictures that everybody flocked to the beaches. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's not safe for us to do anything. I mean, we take Troy for a walk around our block and anytime someone, you know, we see someone or a neighbor, you know, we completely cross the street. It's just such a, it's just like our stressful flu season time is just continuing. And now, you know, when we think about, we've, I've heard so many different, and you know, my husband and I, we read a lot of articles and things and just different things, how this isn't really affecting kids um, as severely as it is other adults. And we actually were talking to um, Troy's Mito doctor and he was saying how he thinks as um, kids do not have immunity to so many things. So when they actually, if they do contract COVID-19 that they don't have as big of an immune response. Um, and they're thinking that because adults and older people um, have have been um, exposed to so many different things that their immune response is much larger than say a child's. And so that is actually a negative thing for um, the virus and how the virus interacts. It, you know, it kind of becomes stronger, the stronger your immune react response is. So he was saying how, um, this was a couple weeks ago, but there weren't any, um, information on any mito kids or adults actually contracting this virus so they don't really know how they're going to respond to it they're hoping it's not going to be severe but um, I think the scary thing is you know they just don't know so when we walk around now the flu is scary but COVID-19 you know just seems so much more life and death type of a situation I mean Troy's had the flu one time before and we uh, spent a week in the hospital, and I think it's just, it's just our stressful season is now extended, and, you know, we don't know how long that's going to, you know, last for us. We're looking at not until there's a vaccine. I mean, even if, you know, the cases lessen and things like that, it's still the fact that you know, it is so contagious. And if Troy contracts it, it could be a very serious situation. And so we have to wait to go back to any sort of normal life, which it'll never go back to fully normal, but um, until there's a vaccine so that we know if he did contract it, that hopefully, you know, with the vaccine, it wouldn't be as strong as if there, you know, wasn't a vaccine and he wasn't vaccinated. So it's just definitely, we feel very much on lockdown. Oh, and the grocery thing, although I keep, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm long-winded here today, but um, wiping down all of our groceries. I mean, whoever thought you would be doing that? I mean, um, you know, we have deliveries because none of us go to the store because we can't expose anyone that lives in this household. And so, you know, we have Costco delivering, we have Vons delivering, and that is like, First of all, the highlight because we're, oh my gosh, look at all this food. We've got all these fun things. We're going to cook dinner and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, you spend 20 minutes with the Clorox wipes out there on the doorstep, wiping <laughs> everything down, and we've got gloves yeah. and this and that. And it's like, <laughs> whoever thought you would be doing that thing? I, you know, yeah. so there's. I'm actually, I'm glad you brought up the grocery thing again because I wanted to point something out too. 
when Angie, <laughs> when we had Angie, I ordered all of our groceries. Every once in a while, we'll go to the store, but for the most part, um, I just couldn't, we, we couldn't, Angie was always with me. And it was really hard to go and expose her to all these different people. Mm-hmm. But I have been to the grocery store <laughs> more times <laughs> during, during COVID than I have probably in the last three years. <laughs> um, one, the, the main reason, well, the, the beginning reason was because I couldn't get an order in. Mm-hmm. There's so many people are using it, which I think is amazing. But I don't, we're just not in a society that it's set up to service so many people. Absolutely. Um, But I did try Instacart for the first time. Worst experience I've ever had. No. (laughs) I probably like 50% of my stuff was wrong, Um, (laughs) which I, I understand they, like the grocery stores are not stocked. I get that it's really hard. And I, I'm totally fine if you want to replace an item. I just wouldn't really appreciate it if it was the same amount as the other items. Like we tried to get a uh, ground turkey and I ordered um, like a 48 ounce pack and I got like 16 ounces. <laughs> like, uh, I appreciate you delivering my groceries. I appreciate you going out there and, and doing all this, but it would be awesome to have the same, uh, same thing. Like give me at least a couple packages of turkey. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but so I, in, in order to fix everything, I had to actually go to the grocery store anyways. Uh-huh. And the store that I went to, I thought you couldn't bring your, your own bags. So I left and I went to into the store to shop and they didn't have bags either. So I was like, <laughs> how am I supposed to get all my stuff home? <laughs> so the, the, gro- the grocery um, clerk, the one that was ringing up all my items, she's like, did you want to borrow our basket? <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> I can't carry it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, actually, in the beginning, we were really concerned because we could never get a time for delivery, or, um, and we were we were really stressed out. Thankfully, we had family in the beginning that was actually going to the grocery store for us, um, but it's definitely calmed down a little bit. Um, we usually do Costco and Bonds, and there you there's times every day or the next day, and thankfully, they've been amazing just amazing and we we had a couple times though like you said where I ordered I don't even know like the huge value pack of chicken thighs to do like baked chicken and it came with like a little tiny one that would have just fed like me yeah (laughs) yeah and there's but the cool thing about Costco is they have um where you can actually uh I think Vons does too where it'll say like replacement and you give notes or you say um, if they don't have it um, because we, the Costco people actually text you and they tell you like, Oh, Hey, this is out, but do you want this? And one time we wanted something and it was like, she wanted to replace it with something that was not even close to the same thing, but you know, they just texted. And so it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. They're definitely stepping up their game now that it's so many people are you know needing this service so it's definitely it's a lot easier now but toilet paper it's still everybody's still out of toilet paper yeah and paper towels it's crazy yeah yeah. our our costco experience was was 
um, they got everything right, but they did not text us and they did yeah. not tell us it was delivered. So uh -oh. Uh -oh. it sat outside all night because oh, no. we didn't know we got it. <laughs> oh no. Wow. Yeah. So it's, de there's definitely, um, uh, it's a 50, 50 chance of good, <laughs> bad experience. <laughs> um, so, so there's things like that that are that are different. We can't get the same tools that that we've used in the past because them, which there's nothing wrong with that. It just um, we just all have to remember to to thank all those people that are are doing all of that, and it is hard for them too if they've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, doing all of, like this is their job if they're yeah. they are shoppers for you. Um, just bear with them. They're trying. Oh, yeah. I, I get that too. I'm, I think it's more funny now. It was, it was stressful at the moment, yeah. but it's funny. Like, I, of course I can have 10 things of pasta sauce. Like, <laughs> not that I can eat it, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we're but, always, it, they usually deliver during the day and we're always at the windows like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure like, and people, People um, are thankful for that. They they are thankful to get your thanks because um, this this isn't just one person or one family's fight anymore. It's it's everyone. We're all in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as um, like the future, like you were saying, for Mino families, this isn't really going to go away. We we obviously don't know what the future does hold, um, but we're preparing. For families that I know are preparing for the worst um and and that means not being able to go to the park or not being able to sit at the beach to stay home to be away from people to to not have that social interaction and that in itself is hard because we know that when you have Mido your life um unfortunately to 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 be like blatant about it is not as long as as someone with without Mido mm -hmm. and I know that if Angie were here I would be so frustrated because I want her to experience everything and I want her to have as normal of a life as I can give her safely yeah um I know that towards the end when when she was alive um we had a really like meet uh, weather um just it was raining all the time it was cold outside like i couldn't take her anywhere um and it was so frustrating to her house and so i can remember that and think like god i i feel bad for all of the families that are terrified to go outside and that they're going to continue to be terrified to go outside and, and also just the social interaction with your own family um okay. I, I think about like my sister and, um, and her family and I haven't seen, I, I used to pick up my nephew almost every Friday from school to spend time with him and he helped me, um, be close to him when I, when I didn't have Angie and, um, it's so hard to not see them and this isn't going to go away. I might be working from home, but my husband isn't. And we have to be careful of who he is in, in contact with. So it, it sucks for Mito families. It sucks for families who, who don't have Mito because you just, you're just scared and you don't know. And 
and teachers, I mean, regardless of the future, no one can tell us what's going to happen, but, but you, I think having this motto experience, I am definitely a lot more comprehensive about what I do or who I see or who I can spend time with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's, uh, it's funny because um, my husband and I have been married for a couple of years now. Um, and before this, obviously, he didn't have the Mino experience. And, you know, every, everybody asked me, it's like, well, have you always been this way about germs? Have you always, you know, have my when I when I used to teach my kids are like, oh, well, she's kind of like a germaphobic, but it's not really her fault. <laughs> but it's like, you know, once you experience this, like bringing my husband into this, and now, you know, he can't touch a handle or a you know, anything without thinking, oh my gosh, and it's, it does, it, it, it ruins you from not microscopically looking at everything that you touch and everybody around and you hug somebody, you hear their voice if they're a little sick or, you know, all these different things. You just have this heightened awareness and it's, you can't turn it off. It's, it's just always there. And, you know, this situation just makes it a little scarier because we are seeing the death toll and you know how this is affecting people and um so it just it definitely makes this time a little stressful i know there are you know i hear a lot about you on social media all the good things everybody's starting to slow down spending more time with your family and doing those types of things um which is of course amazing and wonderful um but it is it is a stressful time for, for families that have these medically fragile children it's just a whole nother level that you know you just you don't want to experience because you already experience a level that other people don't experience so it makes it hard and the few things that you can do with your children is you know completely taken away and for so much longer than the regular population um so it's just it's a stressful time but you know it's something that we get through, we do the best we can and we get through day by day. I keep telling my husband, I'm like, well, you'd like to retire early. This is what retirement would be like. <laughs> He's like, well, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> We'd be able to go do things. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but you know, it's not something that we can't handle. I mean, yeah. So, you know, the, the things that we have to be grateful for are, um, like, imagine if this was 10, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. um, we will have, we have a lot more capabilities now than, than we did then. Um, I know at least, um, I know a lot of people are, are utilizing Zoom and, and Facebook Messenger um, for video chats. And um, I know it's not the same, but um at least that's one way to socialize or maybe have like a, a wine party or lunch with a friend. And I know it's not them being with you, but, um, but you can still be face to face. Um, and that's one thing that we, we did a lot of when Angie was alive. We, we have a, um, a Facebook portal and all the time, um, especially to call the grandparents, like they wanted to see her and, and they live in another state. So that was the, that was how they were able to interact. And um, it's hard when you have a toddler, especially one that um, is, is active, who doesn't have Mido or who has um, just, just a regular 
little three-year-old like my nephew like I would love to, to play with him but it's a little hard over like a video <laughs> chat he's uh-huh. just showing me his boogers and, um, <laughs> and just saying hi over and over again and then it's cute because he'll take me with him but then I'm staring up at the ceiling the really? whole time. <laughs> yeah that's what Troy does with <laughs> with FaceTime with my parents <laughs> yeah but you know you have to you just have to step outside the box. You got to be inventive. You got to figure out um, what what you can do to take up time during the day. And like you said, families are taking a lot more time together. Which I hope that through this, I mean, I know there's always there's the the positive side that we're bringing out is spending time with their family. Mm-hmm. I know that there's also the opposite of that. Um, and this is really hard for a lot of people um, with depression or not mm-hmm. having work or even even um, children who, who really need school to be able to maybe get away from a hard situation at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is, there's going to be both sides. There's a positive, there's definitely the negative. Um, reach out to to your family and friends, even if you think that they're okay, reach out anyways, because I'm sure um, it's hard for people to verbalize if they're having a hard time. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to have a hard time. Absolutely. Um, it's it's extremely hard when you, when you get into this at first, because your life is turned upside down. Um, all the things that you're used to are no longer there. Um, you can't just go get a cup of coffee anymore. Um, and you can't just go like, like you were saying earlier, you can't just go for a walk here. You have to avoid people. Um, so going back to when we were talking about the people that help groceries and deliveries and things like that, you need to, take a step back and know everyone is in the same situation and do whatever you can to make a positive experience for others and for yourself because you have to have your own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that's like me right now, I put my makeup on for myself today. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, so I don't, <laughs> thank you. I haven't done my makeup since we did in quarantine and, and uh, it just wasn't important that I, thought about it this morning and was like, well, I'm not dressed up myself. What's the point? So might as well. I'm I'm a good reason, right? <laughs> you know, and it's funny too because I've noticed that um my husband and I did that virtual run and he did 32 miles and I did 20 and we did a you know a same loop around our neighborhood. And so, you know, spending like four or five hours doing that, everybody is really friendly and we run generally you know at least a few times a week and you know sometimes people would say hi or not but now with everybody in quarantine you know even people with masks on are just hi have a great day you know everybody is just really trying to reach out and just be super friendly i'm sure a lot of people are like hey didn't you just pass us like <laughs> five times you're, like, you're like counting your laps for you <laughs> they, they bring out like a water station <laughs> but i do notice that people are extremely you know friendly right now and i think that that's a good thing people are wanting to share the love because they know that you know 
I, I read this thing that said, you know, we're not all necessarily in the same boat because we do have different circumstances, whether it's financial or whatever your situation is, but we're all in the same storm. You know, we're all, you know, dealing with it in that sense in the bigger picture. But yeah, so I think people are a little bit more sympathetic and just bringing that friendly side out a little bit more to bring some cheer in this situation. So that's always nice to see. Yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, when I, I went for a run, there was a, a dad with her, his little girl <laughs> and I went to like, move out of the way to the street so that I wasn't near them. Uh-huh. And they both have little masks on and, and she's holding her baby and he's holding her little, her little baby stroller. Uh-huh. And it's like, happy quarantine. Happy quarantine. So cute. Yeah. And the little girl is trying to say it and she could have, she was maybe three years old. And she's like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, that's a big word. <laughs> it was cute. Um, but I think maybe that's a, a good place to end the podcast. Um, we talked about how things are the same uh, for, for Mito families, how they might be different and possibly what, what we have to look for in the future. And, and hopefully, um, as, as scary as we're expecting it to be, um, uh, no, there could be a resurgence and until we get a vaccine for this, it's just going to be, just going to have to be extra careful. Um, and to remember, uh, love thy neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Um, just from a distance. be positive. Yeah. Yes. From a, from a six foot distance and a face mask. Um, just, just try to stay positive. Do what you can to bring happiness and positivity. And in turn that will help others. Um, so again, if you, if you, I always, if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for a podcast, please reach out to us at mitopodcast at gmail.com um you can find all our podcasts on mitopodcast.com and i think that's that's it thank you for listening in yeah and happy quarantine (laughs) happy quarantine